What are you listening to? You don't know that the guys are putting I know that. No, this is one that I know. Tom Brady's bordering now on Godlike. You gotta put the bourbon down and go to a doctor. He's Alright, listen up, y'all. What what's up everybody and welcome to Bump and Run. I'm Pete Collison. Joined as always by my good friend Scott Bracey, famous Michigan Wolverine fan. What's going on, dude? Good afternoon, Mr. Snowman. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> Don't like being chilly. Oh. oh, how's it going? It's going. It's good. Have it's you played good. any golf lately? Uh I played Friday. Oh, nice. I played last Friday with Mr. Stavalli. Actually, Mikey Nuviola is taking up golf. Ooh. And it's uh, it's going as we all did when we took it's up a struggle. Golf. In other words, <laughs> I yeah, so he's got a he's got a good swing. He's yeah. got a good swing. Well, as little as he's he just, is, he's always been athletic, so it should yeah. come relatively naturally. So he's got two issues. One, his driver's as long as mine, which uh, is a major as, issue. I was say his his driver should be as long as your putter. He's gonna get that thing <laughs> cut in, almost in half. Because he's hitting everything on the hosel, you know. He's not getting the con- consistent swing, and he doesn't know where to yeah. stand. So that's a big thing. And then, and then he's brutal. His chipping's brutal, but that takes fucking years to to, to learn that. You so know what's I, interesting? His putting's okay. His putting's good. So I saw. And he loves it, which I is saw on Facebook the other day, whatever company was selling one of those like all same height, you know, like the Deshambo yeah. kind of thing, where all your yeah. irons are the same exact height. And I was just wondering, like, man, I wonder. I would love to see that used on someone who's just starting out. Like, I think for you and I who have played for years or anybody who's played for years, it'd be difficult to just decide suddenly I'm going to use all my clubs are going to be the exact same length. I agree. That might be weird. But it might be something worth, like, looking into for someone who's just starting out. Did he buy his own set or is he just kind of using? Yeah, he did. He did yeah, already. He did. Okay. He, yeah, I think he just did. I'm not sure what he did. What? What? I think he went Callaway. Um, okay. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. No, sir. Those are my choice. Um, but yeah, he likes it. He's you know he's That's you know, now he's getting now That's he's getting awesome. into the he's getting into the the, the the colder months, so he'll probably slow down like we all do. Yeah. But yeah, and I'm playing. I actually took a, I just took a half day today to play Wednesday up here. I'm playing alone. I'll get paired up, but you know it's it's going to nice. be 68. I'm, not, I'm I'll take advantage of it. Hell I got yeah. days to burn, so you know why not? So, <clears> very good. When you just asked me that, yeah, yep. Good, good, good. Uh, give you a quick baseball update. It has happened. We lost our first game. On Saturday, tough loss. Um, fully th- assembled? No, not fully assembled. But we had two of our three like main starting pitchers. Neither one of them really were at their best. We'll say they weren't at their best. And then on top of that, throwing errors. I think a lot of what I was concerned about the week before, which was getting cocky, thinking we can't lose there's no you know we don't have to worry about it we can't lose kind of attitude you you, you cocky no no not Say me the players oh, are and i was and it pissed me off the week before and i huddled him up and said don't even start to think like that and right. i felt i feel like they kind of th- did that again and um we were down 10 we were down 11-5 in the last inning we scored five four runs to like really make it close last at bat we had was with two outs, two on. Guy hits a bomb. One of the kids hits a bomb, goes to the fence. And then he hits like a double, but then they chuck it around. So we sent them to third and home, and he got thrown yeah. out. We, we made him make a throw at the plate, and they did. And he made it. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, that's why it ended. 11-9, 10-8. 11-9, I guess it was. Um, 
and in, you know, there's a there's an argument to be made that that's a good thing, especially in something like baseball where there's lots of games. Like, you can't get cocky, man. There's just there's too many little, you know, throwing errors, parts and of the game, mistakes. Yeah, watching too yeah, much Yankee games, man. That's yeah. Well, we'll talk about that later for sure. <laughs> as the Yankees have bowed out meekly, we'll say. So that's uh, that's where we're at. We have two more games left. Game on Saturday. We had a nice practice yesterday. We put in some good work, and uh, so we'll we'll see. Uh, as you can see, scrolling on the bottom of the screen for those watching on uh, YouTube, the uh, Jets are off to a good start. Five and two, three-game winning streak. If I'm not mistaken, who I forget who the – well, we'll get to that in a minute. So why don't we do our NFL review? Ah, from, one of my picks. One of my picks. <laughs> Let's see what, ha- what went down last week in the NFL. Another fun week. Well, why don't we start there? Oh. The, uh, the Jets, five and two. They beat my putrid Denver Broncos, and it took a little bit more, on, like, steam – Away from you, I think, for two reasons. One, Russ Wilson did not play. Sure. And two, you lost two major pieces to your offense. So we went down, but we took some uh, we took some guys with us there. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah. Um, the whole ahead. Russell Wilson thing not being in didn't bother me. Sometimes it's happened to us. Work our, you know, we we played Listen. Baltimore this year, who gives up a lot of points. Uh, we played them without our starter. It happens. That part, a win is a win. You but, might have won by more. But you are a hundred percent correct. Uh, way, way worse. And I'm going to, people are going to think I'm crazy, but of course I'm not losing Brees Hall is bad because he is, he was on track to be maybe offensive rookie of the year, certainly in contention for it, but, and we always end up talking about this way more important, way more important was the fact that they lost ABT, Elijah Vera Tucker. He's their best offensive lineman. He has played three different positions this year, all three of them pretty much at a Pro Bowl level, which is bananas. He was like a Pro Bowl lock. The fact that he was able to go from left guard to right guard to right tackle uh, without left missing. Tackle too. He yeah, left tackle? yeah, I think he did. Without skipping a beat, like getting a 70-plus grade on PFF score, which is ridiculous. Um. That one stings a lot. And and what's even worse is that as we look at the Jets as they're co- currently constituted, there's not a single starter on this offensive line from the beginning of the season. That's a problem. Now, I know Dwayne Brown is back at left tackle. Uh, Fant is eligible to come back at right tackle. I don't think he's going to this week, although I don't know that. But regardless, uh, it's a pr- that's a problem, dude, because – this whole thing is predicated on protecting Zach Wilson and opening holes for these running backs. Now, they made a nice acquisition. What's the kid, Robinson, from Jacksonville? James Robinson, yes, James sir. Robinson from Jacksonville, and I've seen some tape on him, and I like what I see. He's Brees Hall. Like, I like Michael Carter, too. He'll I do, fine. too, but he's a little undersized. He's a little undersized. Um, so I like this because this guy is like a poor man's Brees Hall. He's low to the ground. He's thick. Physical in the pass game, pass protection, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So he's very much like him, but not And, and what you give up, like a six-rounder? Six-round pick that'll probably end up turning into a fifth-round pick because all this kid has to do is rush for another 200 yards, which I'm sure he will. So um, that's why the lineman thing is way bigger of a loss because yeah. he's gone for the year. We now have like three linemen that are out for the year, which is just – Three starting linemen out for the year. As far as the game went, what it comes down to more than anything is this the, – the one thing I've been saying for maybe three weeks, and I'm more convinced of it than ever, ever now, the Jets defense Zach. is for real. 
Well, that I'll get to in a minute. But the Jets yeah, defense gonna... is for real. Uh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. You, you didn't you didn't play John Elway, but it's good. No, no. I, I, but they did what they were um, supposed to do. And funny, you 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 kind of yeah. nailed the score. I think you said seventeen twelve or something <laughs> like that. Or I think you even said six seventeen nine, and it ended up being sixteen nine. Um, no, there are some issues on offense, and that does affect the defense because when you're when your friggin' offense isn't on the field enough, then your defense is always on the field, and that causes problems. Um, but, dude, they get after the quarterback. They don't get a, lo- a ton of sacks, but they, they get don't. pressure and they get hits, which is almost as good because they yeah, get those the things real. Off t- his spot. Yes. And then, frankly, between Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, they have legit – they got two legit Stops. number one corners, dude. So that's what I'll, I'll talk about this later when we talk about upcoming games, but I like them this week. But, um, but there are some problems on offense. It is what it is. Zach Wilson – yeah, he's, he's a huge question mark, man. Now they've taken the ball, they've taken the air out of the ball on him the last two weeks because they could. That's not always going to be the case, man. You're not going to be able to do no. this forever. Sooner or later, he's going to have to really, really let it let it rip. So this week, maybe being one of them, it could be. So we'll see, we'll see. But listen, you do what you got to do. You show up. This is a, this would have been a game, as I said last week. This would have been a game in the past that they 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 lay an egg and get smashed, even against a mediocre to not great. Denver Broncos team. By the way, all the all the talking heads on television coming out and saying, "Oh, every," I only listen to everyone say how everyone in the preseason said Denver was a lock to like win the division. It's all the people who said they were a lock to win the division that now are saying that somebody else was saying that they were a lock to win the division. I know. Like, I, I heard that too. It was you. Just <laughs> like, take it, man. We like we Mike Florio. Died. Like it was you, dude. You were the one that said it. Hey, we we certainly said that we thought Denver was a one player away. And, you know, maybe we were wrong about that. And maybe there's more to Russell Wilson's success in Seattle than we realized. I think both of those things can be true. So, we'll see. But it's a win for the Jets, and I will take it. Congratulations. Thank you. Much appreciated. I, I feel I feel how much you mean that too. Yeah, you know, no, I'm legit happy for you that the Jets finally are not a dumpster fire. Seriously. Yeah, that's true. I do not, mean I do mean that on the I'm, I listen to a lot on New York radio around here. You're one of my closest friends. I'm happy. I know you always look uh, forward to the draft around Labor Day weekend the this year is before. True. This is true. So that has not that has not happened yet. So I am generally happy for you there. I am just more baffled on my team than Anything else? What questions I'm, I'm, need to be answered? Do you still believe it's simply a quarterback issue? I gotta tell you, dude, the rest of the team's still like we talked about. I still think the rest of the team's pretty good. I, I know they have a couple guys hurt, like you do too. And then, I mean, you're midway through, almost halfway through the year. You're gonna have guys out for the year. That's just football. But <laughs> Judy had there was a couple of things. Judy was running wide open, and the backup quarterback was hitting him pretty good. But then they stall. Yeah, your field goal kicker is a Pro Bowl kicker. He missed an extra point in a field goal. That's crazy. I mean, it's just it's just one of those years, dude. I yeah. think it's just yeah. not it's not in the cards. Yeah, sometimes it goes that way. Sometimes it all does. the wrong bounces go go you know go the other way one year, and then they all go your way the following year. They don't necessarily balance out from week to week. <laughs> no, they don't. But it is what it is. We'll we'll see. Indeed. Um, is anybody happier that DeAndre Hopkins is back than Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury? <laughs> Who'd they play? They played the Saints last Thursday night and beat them up pretty good. They, they did, did. Get two defensive touchdowns, but they look better on offense. They do look better. Um, 
I thought it was interesting that Kyler Murray showed finally shows some emotion, and it was because Cliff Kingsbury was, I guess, going nuts on the sideline, and he's like, dude, you're on TV. Like, chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. You're on TV. Like, that's what you're concerned about? He's, dude, it's he's just weird. Weirdo. I don't he's know. It's just weird. And I just say, you can have him. Like, so right now, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been a, a Zach Wilson defender, but as we sit here, I have serious questions. And what that means is I, I'm starting to have some doubts. I mean, it sure. is what it is. I'm starting to have some doubts. If you offered me Kyler Murray for Zach Wilson right now, no, I'd say no. no. Thank you. I'd no. say no, because I'd sooner rather just move on from Zach Wilson. I got to tell you. Then move I, on to you, Kyler Murray. If, if you offered me Kyler Murray for Russell Wilson, I'd say no. I would too. Although I hear people talking like that. No. And I'm just, of course, it was your boy Florio, who is, I swear, he has more cognitive issues than John Fetterman, TV? who's running for Senate in Pennsylvania. Like, <laughs> it's unbelievable, this guy, the, the things that come out of his mouth, the hypocrisy, oh, the ways that he contradicts himself from one sentence to the next is beyond explanation. But that's besides the point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a nice win. New Orleans is a team in flux right now, so whatever. I don't think that's a great win, but a win is a win, and you take it. And they needed it. I think some of the problems still exist. I don't think they're suddenly solved because one receiver is there. So, well, but maybe they are. I don't think so. We'll see. Uh, Pete, in your nice little apartment there, can you try to find me where the Lions' offense went? Are they, oh my are they God. hiding in your? Are they hiding Isn't it in your sickening? place? Or? What happened? What happened? It's bananas because they even got some of their guys back and still like don't score. I I, I genuinely don't oh get it, my and God. I hate to say it because we've kind of like been I know. trying to back the guy, but I think a lot of this falls on Jared Goff. Um, he, he seems – I don't know if he got whacked in one of these games because I don't watch Detroit Lions games from start to finish. So maybe he got lit up on some play and he looked – because he looks scared again. He looks he like does. he's playing scared again. So I don't he's know holding, what happened. He's holding but. the ball. He's holding the ball. And, and then chucking and ducking. Yep. And so I don't know what happened there. And my fear is that the, um, the luster has kind of worn off the chrome, which is uh, uh, Dan Campbell. The rah-rah stuff is great, but it doesn't last forever. And sooner or later, you got to start winning football games. And once again, they're back in the basement of the NFL. So um, I'm still rooting for them. But I'll tell you what, if this continues for another three or four weeks, I'll be honest with you, I think Dan Campbell's on a hot seat. I agree. And I don't like I don't say that with any – I don't take any pleasure in saying that, but I, I think he ends up being on the hot seat a little bit. The defense stinks anyway. There's some guys with some speed and physicality, but the defense there's is not a, great. There's Hutch is Hutch is doing his thing as sure. a rookie. He's got five sacks. He's doing okay. Um, uh, that that and they played pretty well that. for most of the game. Let's be honest. I mean, that yeah, game was like ten six well, for most of the game. They're losing ten six. They're going in first and goal, and Jamal ch fumbles, and then they got then they got blown out. And then it yeah, yeah, like it, it fell apart. Right out of your sails. Yeah, yeah, the wheels came off after that. But it was a good game. They were playing tough and playing physical. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens, but yeah, not, not the start they were looking for, for sure. It's typical, it's typical Lions. That's what it is. And that's, what's unfortunate. That guy Rodrigo that we liked in camp, the middle linebacker, yeah. he's got some, he's got some hustle and juice to him, but he gets manhandled when he's got to go. He's a little underside. He's, he's, he's a little undersized. Man. Oh, yeah. I saw Zeke lit it, light him up like on a, on a pass bro. Like, so when your shit. running backs are bigger than the linebackers, that's a problem. Yeah. He's physical and he's kind of balls to the wall, but he's he's a little undersized. Um, sir, we need flags at half staff for Matt Ryan. 
Oh my God! And the Colts, it is it is over. At least in Indianapolis for Matt Ryan, I think his starting days are over. Oh yeah, for sure. Maybe somebody trades for him as a as a as a viable backup, but my God. I don't know exactly what has happened because he put up really good numbers last year. I, 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 me and my buddies looked at those numbers to see like if we were dreaming. They were pretty good numbers. Yeah, he threw I for over four thousand yards. I think he had more than thirty touchdowns, right? I think he did. He's always and been not, not much talent. At yeah, he's always been a little prone for, to interceptions and stuff like that. But dude, this is like reminiscent of, and I know they won the Super Bowl last year, so it's not a great example, but. The arm strength and the arm talent is reminiscent of the year, the last year Peyton Manning was in Denver. Like it just looks like there's nothing on the throws. And Peyton had a surgery. At, At least, least that year, Peyton Manning, while he couldn't throw the ball forty yards, he was still making good decisions. So Matt, here's Matt Ryan. He can't. It seems like there's nothing on his fastball, and he's making, and he's throwing into double coverage and just make, And you can clearly see he's trying hard. He's put the effort is there. The yeah. body's just not cooperating, and it's sad to see, man, because that. It was quick. It was quick. He had a good year last year. I remember just watching games, like on Red Zone especially, and just saying, man, this guy can still sling it. And that's what we kind of thought coming into this season. It's why they made the move, thinking, hey, he can still sling it. You know, if we just give him time, give him a running game, which they've given him neither, by the way, which has been quite a surprise. No pass protection. He's getting hit on every goddamn play. I don't know what happened to their offensive line, but it's just not the same. Um, but my goodness. My goodness, ugly. And to think, you're not just being replaced by, like, a rookie draft pick that's like, hey, let's at least see what this kid can do. It's fucking Sam Ellinger. Like, oh, boy. Like, Indy knows this is not the guy. Like, this is not a matter of, hey, let's see if Sam Ellinger is the guy. They know he's not. It's almost like they're kind of quasi-tanking. I mean, they're not that far out of first place in 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 a playoff position right now, but it's like they're tanking, you know? So, yeah, their tough. offensive line is bad, like you said. T- Taylor's not running. It. He's been banged up. I, I, I don't either. Weird, weird, weird. Yeah. There's a couple weird things, man. So right on cue to that, we'll go to the Packers and Buccaneers. Oh, Rodgers, Brady, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson. Do they, they all fall apart in one year? Oh like, man, it's it, something it just... happened in the off season that uh, they really started testing for testosterone or something. I don't know what is going on. Maybe these guys were they're all a little older. Maybe they're all on TRT, and then they have to had to come off the sauce, and now they're not um, they're not able to go. Who, who the hell did uh, Green Bay play? Who, who did Green Bay play again? The Commanders, your favorite team, dude. Like. With with Ta- Taylor Heineke a quarterback, who I think was should have been the quarterback from day one this year, but I, I, you know, it's funny he's not nearly as talented as Wentz, but I think at least from listening to like interviews uh, and stuff during maybe, the week, that might be that Wentz talent might be years behind my friend. I, I don't, don't know. know. Look at what he did last year with the Colts. You look at the numbers: thirty yeah, touchdowns, least, seven at interceptions. Least for, at least for a couple weeks, they'd yeah, rather they'd right. rather have him right now than Matt Ryan. I can tell you that this right is, now. But true. regardless, he's not as talented, physically not as talented. But during the week, you kind of got this sense that the guys in the locker room, and this matters so much. Yeah, you got the sense that the guys in the locker room are kind of ha- glad to have him back, like because they look at him as a guy that'll do anything to win games. He'll he'll try to run through a brick wall even if he can't. Like. That shit matters, dude. Tom Brady, the love for Tom Brady is not just the fact that he's like a winner and people look at him as a winner, although now it is. Even when he before he was like that, it was because the teammate his teammates looked at him as like a guy who'll do anything. You know, yeah. this is exactly why a one of the guys and Aaron Rodgers is not beloved by his teammates because he's not viewed that way. 
Whereas Jimmy G is, even though he's not the talent that those other, you know what I'm saying? Like Derek Carr is. Yes. Like, yeah. Guys on the team see this stuff. And they just feel like, hey, I got a better chance at winning with this guy. Just, I'd yep. rather go to bat, you know, go, get in a brawl with this guy than with somebody else, than, than with Wentz or, or any Yeah, of you just guys. know. So. Like, you know, you'd rather be in the locker room with guys that, like, give a shit and have a pair of balls than, than they're, or like Russell Wilson, Rodgers, that are there for money yeah. or, their, or their, their appearance or their brand. Like, get the fuck out of here. And what is, what's the surprising thing here? Two guys that are making close to $50 million – the teams, you know, we're talking Green Bay specifically. Oh, yep, they yep. couldn't. People are like, oh, they should have given Deontay Adams, or Devontae Adams the money. Okay. So they should have given Devontae Adams $27 million. You're already giving Aaron Rodgers $50 million. So you want to tie up $77 million of your $200 million salary cap in two players? You're going to leave yourselves $130 million to pay 50 players? Come on, man. You can't do this. This is exactly what you and I have talked about from the day they gave him this contract. This is exactly what we talked about with Dak. If you're going to give these guys the big money, they have to carry the team. They have to do the Drew Brees work and ca- and make guys stars. Not You don't bring them stars. You make guys stars. Okay? And that's not what's happening here. That's not what's happening. Aaron Rodgers has no chill whatsoever. He has no ability to raise anybody else's game. He expects you to be elite, and then I'll get you the ball. Sorry, kid. When you're making one quarter of your team's salary cap, you don't get to do that. You're going to have to be the one to turn these guys into elite players, make them great players like Breeze did, like Peyton Manning did, like Tom Brady did. That's your job if you're going to be the $50 million man. I'm sorry. This is exactly what Kansas City has done. Kansas City said goodbye to Tyreek Hill, and they said bring in Juju uh, Smith-Schuster for a third of the money, maybe less, probably a third of the money, and I'm and we got the guy who's going to make him better, and that's exactly what happens. You know, I'm sure we'll get to the Miami game. Are we going to talk about that one? Do you have that on your list? Yep. Okay, so we'll talk about that, and I'll explain exactly what I mean. Go ahead. Talk about it now. Well, I'm just going to say, look, they get off to a really Miami gets off to a really great start. Who the hell did they play again? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, they get off to a really great start, and they put points on the board right away on all the scripted plays. And then in the second half, they don't score a single point. Halftime score 16-10, final score 16-10. I don't look at Pittsburgh as the problem in that equation because they have a, a rookie quarterback and and not, not great wide receivers and a bad offensive line. I'm, I was told that Tyreek Hill and Waddle with Tua, they're explosive. They're explo- you scored zero in the second half in the NFL. Where all the rules are made for offense. You have Gasicki, these two wideouts, running backs, offensive line, Tua, and you score no points in the second half. Here's the thing. It, it's nice to have Tyreek Hill, but I'll take I'll take Patrick Mahomes any day of the week instead. Because yep. he makes the other guys better. And we'll talk about the Kansas City game in a minute too, and I'll explain why. And we'll, we'll get into that one. The Giants did it because they're all intertwined. That's why I'm like bringing these things up. All these games are intertwined because now players are on different teams, so the stories meld. Giants did it again, six and one. Unfreaking believable, dude. And once again, they were losing, and 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 came back and made a play, and then make a stop on the one yard line like the L.A. Rams you, against you, the Tennessee, <laughs> the ten- yeah. Tennessee yeah. Titans in the Super Bowl. Um. You want to tell me a team that loves their quarterback too? The Giants, I think, are one of those teams now. Which that doesn't Jones, that Jones, seem like a turnaround, though? 
It does. Something clicked, man. Dable, something clicked. Well, you know what clicked is winning. <laughs> when you're two and nine, well, you don't love well, your quarterback so much. Yeah, but I think those things are intertwined, right? Like a new coach that knows what he's doing. Oh, and, and, oh and, uh, and absolutely. Then, yeah. You know, the guy running for 100 yards doesn't hurt. Um, but I agree with you. Man. But it's funny how winning will do that, right? You win a couple games and you sell out. Like Daniel Jones is selling out. He's running for first downs, running for touchdowns, keeping their offense Taking on the field. Taking care of the football Taking as he's care doing of the football. it too. Uh, and suddenly his teammates love him. Like, well, yeah. Again, as in Tyler Heineke's, uh, Taylor Heineke's case, you feel now like you have a chance to win the game. That's all any player ever wants on any level. We don't have to win the game, but we just want to come into every game thinking we can. And if we don't, yeah. we don't. Then, you know, some of that's on me, some of that's on you, whatever the case may be. But they, this is definitely the Giants' case right now. They come into every game now thinking they can win. And it's, it's pretty crazy. The defense, say, say what you want. I don't know where... I, I just I just come down to all time. I don't want to say it's smoke and mirrors. I think a lot of it is scheme. I think a lot of it is head coach. I don't think of a lot of it is talent, and that's why I don't know how long this ride is going to last. But six and one is six and one, dude. I no can't. Doubt. I want to say smoke and mirrors, but I can't say that anymore because you can say smoke and mirrors at three and one. You can't say smoke and mirrors at six and one. I'm sorry. I you know, and I'm no Giants fan for sure, but th these yeah, are these are have. good wins. Now Jacksonville is Jacksonville. They. They got off to a two and one start and haven't won since. So there's that, but it's yeah, six and, they're, and they're, one. They're, and they're funny. They're in every, they're like in every game too, and I think they're gonna blow the Broncos out this week. That game could be on the fucking moon. It scares me. I just don't yeah. like bad teams. There's a reason well, got they gotta two, lose. You got two of them, my friend, in <laughs> London Saturday morning and Sunday morning. What get, what game is that? Jacksonville Broncos. Is that the Jack? Okay. Sunday. Oh, yeah, I might man. sleep I in. Up, I gotta wake up and watch that shit. <laughs> I might sleep in. I don't. Know. <laughs> I might have. A, I might have four Bloody Marys by eleven o'clock. <laughs> I might have to cancel my day. Peter. And a you B twelve I mean? injection. Hi. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, the Seahawks. I told you this game was sneaky good. I don't know why. I wish I had the onions to pull a little scroll on it. I did not. The Chargers, bro. This fucking guy. This guy's gone, dude. I'm telling you. He should be. He's gone. Because once again, they're probably here, – here, here's my prediction. The Raiders are going to, at some point this season, are going to surpass them. The Raiders are going to pass them up. Yeah, I know they're two be right. games behind them you right now. Be, you might be right. I dude. think the Raiders are going to pass up the Chargers. And if they don't make the playoffs again, um, I would fire the head coach and the GM. Yep. This, this is just me. I'm going to fire the head coach and the GM. This is atrocious. Justin Herbert doesn't throw the ball more than seven yards down the field, which is freaking bananas. Okay, and now I think Michael uh, Mike Williams out. Mike Williams is out again. Keenan Williams. That's why in fantasy football. Keenan Williams, Keenan Allen, probably still out because he's he out every play, but he didn't look good at all. No, so it's a tragedy. But dude, here are the Seattle Seahawks sitting in first place in the NFC West, which is insane. And Geno Smith. Absolutely dealing. I mean, throwing and, seeds and looking good, man. And they got the fucking Denver's draft picks. This is true. And on top of that, they got Kenneth Walker, who, hello. Yeah. He looks really good, too. I don't know He's what really took him good. so long to put him in. I think he had a little injury or surgery or some kind of hernia earlier in the season, and they really eased him in. But 
Goodness the gracious. That was the best player in college, best running back in college last year. Plus, they had Rashad Penny, who finished off last year really good and did come get off to a good start this year. So it's not like they didn't have a running game before they put this kid in. But, hello, he's yeah. legit. Maybe P. Carroll he knew I didn't want to retire. Love and life, 70. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they have two tackles, both of them, right and left tackle, who are going to be starters on this team for the next 10 years. All Russell Wilson ever wanted, right? Should have hung around, dude. You got two elite wide receivers. Um, I'm, st- I'm yep. still. Oh, you got Noah, Noah Fant at um, <laughs> at tight end, a legit, <laughs> a legit uh, running back, and now Geno Smith looks like you know, looks like freaking Drew Brees Russell back there. Wilson. Yeah, he looks fantastic. Yeah, so it's unbelievable, which is interesting because this has always been like the Legion of Doom. Their defense still stinks. The defense is still. It's not, pre- it's not great. It's, it's not pretty great. bad. So. But dude, I, I'm loving it. I love. I'm so rooting for Geno because he's gotten kind of shafted most of his career, especially having a head start off with the Jets. Uh, one of your picks goes down in flames. You just brought this game up. The Chiefs go into San Francisco and pound their ass. This game was a lot closer than the score indicates for a while, and then San Francisco got weird and decided to get away from the running game and rely on Jimmy G, which I think both of us. Even though we kind of like Jimmy G, we never thought of him as a guy who should be thrown at plus 40 times a game. Correct. With that said, all the people who said Jimmy D, Jimmy G doesn't put up stats, I think he was 34 of 41 for 300 yards and change. Now, he also threw an interception and have had a fumble. But he put up big numbers and they lose. That's not this team. This is not what this team does. So they dropped the three and four. But I still think they're one of the best teams in the NFC, and I think they're still a serious contender. This is Some teams are yeah. built for the regular season, and some teams are built for the postseason. This is a team that's built for the postseason, defense, running game, play-action pass, which is what always wins in the playoffs. Um, and I think they'll be fine. Look, they ran into the Kansas City Chiefs, who I think is still either the best or second-best team in the league. So, so uh, it is what it is. But yeah, it was one of my picks, and it went down in flames. One more for me, bud, and then we'll move on to this week. You're playing them this week. you got to love your matchup against the Patriots. They look lost. I they know. look confused. They look... I don't understand, though. I don't understand. Two weeks ago, you put up like 30-something points against Detroit and shut them out. And then and after that, you'd be Cleveland you, and Cleveland. You play good defense, and now you can't play defense against Justin Fields Justin and the Chicago Fields? Bears? Yeah, who can't score? Who couldn't score on anybody? I know Justin Fields ran for more yards than, like, you know, than really, like, passing. He wasn't really much a great passing threat. Although, I don't know if you watched some of that game. I they did. Finally, they finally moved him around. They finally gave him some good – he had some yeah. wide-open windows. Where's that been all He year? also missed a bunch like he always does, and some of them really short. Now, I did see and, him and, – and, and, he, and he takes a beating. He takes a beating because the offensive line is not good. Although, they oh. run block good, which is odd. Like, they have a pretty decent running game. They do. But they can't pass protect. And that's that's Little League shit. Usually you're either a good lineman or you're not. Now, you're better at one or the other often. But yeah. if you're if you're good, you're good. But they're not. Um, I did see him. I saw two specific plays that stood out to me where he came off his primary read and ended up hitting like a back out of the backfield or a secondary read. But it's never anything downfield. I think the same, the same issues are in place. And they will continue to be in place. It, it, is, it is baffling to me, though. The media, the sports media, how they just rub themselves on this kid. Like, the way that they root so hard for jo- – I'm like, why don't you just report on what you see? He yeah. is a mediocre 
to poor reader of defenses and decision maker. He has a cannon for an arm. He's an elite athlete. There's no doubt about that. He's not a great quarterback. Just why you got to make something up? Because you look foolish when you say it. <coughs> oh, you, you can see that they're finally figuring out how to use him by using him as a running back. No. So be honest. Wh- Just be honest. So my team doesn't play. I like watching the Manning cast. When my team plays, I kind of want more of like a, a, a straight an call. original broadcast straight call. When my team's on and I watch the Mannings, you know, they're excellent. And, and, and for something they said that we've been saying for almost two years now, as your screen went blank for some reason. Oh, sorry. Um, hey, put the put the carrot away. Wait. I don't know what happened there. I don't know. Anyway, keep at talking, least you're still I'll there. I'll figure it out. Um, they both pointed out on one of Justin Fields' reads, he went one and then Run. ran. Yeah. Yeah, and then ran. And, like, we've been saying this for two years. Yeah. It's and not hard to that, see. And the fact that a Bill Belichick defense didn't realize this. At one point, he he, well, he rolled out left. He looked at one. And took off. Went to two and went back to one. <laughs> and they left the one. It was like. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those games where you watch it and go, what the hell is going on here? What what You just brought up Belichick and how they didn't figure something out. Dude, why don't you just have a spy in the kid? I know. You pl- I would I would just straight up play one on one all over the place, spy him and bring pressure. Like what's he gonna what's he gonna do? Make pinpoint throws? No. It's just it, it was it, weird. Who? This is and, and throwing to who? That's the other side of it. Like who's he throwing to? So th- there's so many problems. It was a very strange game. But hey, you know Curtis what? Conway's not walking through that door. Here's what I will tell you. Uh Eberflus has proven himself to be a pretty goddamn good coach. He has also clearly decided to give full command of the playbook and a play calling to his offensive coordinator because they're clearly – here's what you can say. They are making adjustments week to week. They are trying to do what's best for Justin Fields, you know, accentuate the positives and kind of stay away from the typical drop back stuff or, or try to mo- – yeah. like you're saying. Um, I don't know how – to me, I don't know how sustainable that is. That That's all. I, I just don't know how sustainable that is. But – they're, this is this is a well coached team right now. They're getting the maximum out of a a really poorly talented team, and now they just traded away one of their best players to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, um, yeah, that's a big pickup for them. It'll be huge, huge. I'm sure we'll get to that in a minute. Robert Quinn. Yeah. Uh, week eight, my friend. Fastly approaching. Tonight, the Baltimore Ravens go to Tampa Bay. Hey, it's a big game. It's a big game because Tampa goes to three and five. They lose, and Baltimore goes to four and four. And I got to be honest with you, I did not pick this game. Um, I have no good reason to 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 think that Tampa Bay is going to win this game. Correct. I mean, Baltimore hasn't played great defense, but let's be honest, it hasn't taken great defense to stop Tampa Bay this year, dude. They just played. Um, who the hell did they just lose to? Carolina. They just lost to Carolina. It's got a decent defense, but it's not like Carolina has been shutting a door on everybody this year. They scored three points against Carolina. So I don't look at that as a problem, and they just don't look inspired. This just does not look like an inspired team. And no. isn't it amazing how you get rid of Bruce Arians and you just don't have the same team? Why? Because um, leadership. Bowles is not an alpha. I keep saying he's this not. shit to you, he's not. and he's just not an alpha, and he's not able to round these guys up and whip them back into shape, and it's clear. Where a guy like Bruce Arians, who 
ruffled some feathers, pissed some people off, and some guys in the media didn't like him, especially your boy Mike Florio, because he was all loud and gruff and in people's face, and he didn't like Jersey that. Jersey guy. Yeah, he didn't like Florio doesn't like that, and frankly, Coward didn't like it. How do you like it now? How do you like this product? You Florio's wish you had Bruce go. Arians back here right now. Florio's got to go away. Dude, he's a mental case. How do we make this happen? People need to start listening to this more and stop start listening to PFT less. I told you, dude. He makes Sims likable for me. Well, That's Sims smokes so much weed that he just agrees with Florio oh, all the time. It's unbelievable. Oh, he's on a... Sims is on. Little... Chris Sims is on like a permanent acid trip, so he just Goodness he gracious. just goes along with whatever Florio says, and even when he disagrees with him, he just kind of like mealy mouths it. He doesn't want to fire back because Florio's such a big mouth. It's like, dude, shut up! You're just wrong. Anyway, I think this anyway. is a very tough spot for Tampa because I think any game right now is a tough spot for them. I have no faith in them whatsoever. I agree. You got faith that they're going to track down Lamar Jackson? Come on, no way, no way. Shit, I should have picked this game. Now I love Baltimore. I just talked myself metal, into it. <laughs> to, to the Meadowlands we go. Patriots and your Jets. This is who what I mean. Who are wearing black helmets, I think. I know. I, I kind of like week. it because I don't like these new old helmets. I don't like the new old uniforms. I like the yeah, old, they, old they, uniforms. They, they screwed that up. Yeah, I don't like that. Anyway, um, this is what I mean about doubt, though, and the skeptic in me. Every, I hear all these Jets fans and I hear other people talk, oh, it's time for the Jets to reap revenge on the New England Patriots for all those years. Fuck you. I want to just win the game, dude. I'm scared shit. It's still Bill Belichick against a mediocre quarterback. Like, I don't Hold like off. this matchup at all. You might, you might have him in the right week. Like I, don't, <laughs> I don't care. I don't like this matchup at all. The only thing I will tell you. And it's always, it's, I, unless there's injuries anytime soon, it's going to be a saving grace for them every week. When you when you have corners like the Jets have, and you can lock up two guys and just say, you can't throw to these two. Oh, my God. Does it suddenly make your defensive coordinator, number one, incredibly creative, and number two, unbelievably brave, right? Like, you can now take all these risks because you got two guys here that th those two guys you don't have to worry about. Yeah. Right, and now you're basically playing nine on nine on eight because you don't count the quarterback for the offense. Uh, a D coordinator will take that all day long, dude. It just changes everything. So, assuming that the Jets, and this is a huge assumption, but they stop the run pretty well. Assuming they can stop New England's run, I do like the matchup. But it's the Patriots and it's Belichick, and I don't know how much the Jets are going to score. It might be Two nine things. six. Two things. One. Um. Fuck, I forgot the first point. I'll what's, give you the other point. What's the second one? <laughs> um, where's DJ Reed? Did you draft him? Who? Reed, the other corner? No, we we uh, he was um, a free agent from Seattle. Seattle. Got him on a cheap, right. man, that's, 11 million a year. Right. That's right. I mean, that's relatively right. cheap for a, a number one starting corner. And he and any other yeah. team, he's a, he's a number one. He's a baller. Oh, I got my Oh, by the way, both my corners are ta can tackle. Like, they come yeah. up and play to run very well, too, so. I did hear a lot of that too. What you're saying about like I'll blow them out. They're taking receipts from last oh, year, dude. Too. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Come yeah on. Let's uh. If this was maybe three, four weeks ago, I, I would think more along those lines. You don't have a single starter on the offensive line, and Zach Wilson hasn't thrown for 150 yards in three weeks. What are you talking about? He's got to stop with that friggin' run around shit. <sighs> I'm less concerned with stuff like that. I mean, it, he is who he is. This is who you got. This is the guy you got. 
and he does that stuff. I, yeah, I don't like I don't like a lot of times, especially on like deep balls. He just kind of chucks it up sometimes, but he doesn't put it in the right position. I think there's a learning curve on that kind of stuff. But th- th- and we forget he did miss a month too. We forget. I said it to you. The biggest problem I had was that he was going to be at a training camp for two weeks. Yeah. That is what yep. bothered me more than missing three games or whatever it was, three or four games. So yeah, but the idea that they're just going to blow him out, I I'm not convinced. I'm not sold that they're definitely winning the game. Okay, so. Yeah. Jesus, don't 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 assume this one's mailed in. Come on, please. Pittsburgh Steelers go to Philly, the Battle of Pennsylvania. Um, you have a funny feeling about this one. So I do, which is scares the <laughs> shit out of me because I just took Philly in my suicide pool. You can't switch. I could. I have a feeling the Steelers hang around. I don't think they pull it off, but I have a feeling they hang around in this game. I, I don't weird, know why. Yeah, I don't Philly know. off a bye. Uh, that second so, half. The Pittsburgh's second, line is bad, though, dude. Oh, it is pretty God. bad. The second half against Dallas kind of scared me a little bit. And I just, like, I don't know. I got a weird feeling. I got a funny feeling. I don't know that I Steelers are going to win the game. Wrong. I'm with you, but I, I got a weird feeling that 23-20 wouldn't surprise me, something like that. Just For me, just win. Just get the fuck yep. out of there with a win. I agree. Where's that game? It's in Philly. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what made me more of a... What are they favored by, though? 10? 10 and a half, I think. Dude, that's a lot. That's there a are lot. some numbers... Dude, there are some numbers this week against fucking legendary franchises. They're, the Steelers are getting 10 and a half. The Packers are getting, like, 13 in, in Buffalo. Yes. Is it that high? It was Chicago's getting And Chicago's getting 9 against Dallas. Correct. Something else. My goodness, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll go to your favorite team in the NFC. That'll be the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> they play the Rams, and they've always played the Rams pretty tough, and I think they bounce back in this game. I don't know. The Rams. I tell you Rams, what. Rams, Rams, Rams off a bye. I think they needed it, to be honest with you, too. But... Okay. So the Rams are off a bye, and they're at home. I don't like yeah. the spot for San Francisco at all, coming off of a, a face smashing against Kansas City. I think this is a really tough spot for them. And I like them. And I think the Rams are in some trouble. We were a year ahead on the Rams. That that's It's so evident to me now that we were a year <laughs> ahead. Because now they have a couple injuries. They got a couple of retirements. And there's no depth. And they're searching. I'm shocked no. that they haven't signed OBJ already. Um, but there's no depth. I don't no think he's depth. close from what I hear. He's still, Is that he's what's still... going on? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's fair because it was like the week before, two weeks before the Super Bowl that it happened. No, but... it was in the Super Bowl. Oh, it was in the Super Bowl. You're right. So, I mean, it was February. It's not even a year yet. Uh, but there's just something about this. I, I don't like this spot at all for San Francisco. I'm kind of rooting for San Fran because I want to be right that they're they're better than <laughs> they're no, better with it. Jimmy G, you know. Um, but I think it's a tough spot because I think, you know, I, I think way, the Rams are well coached. And and coming off a of bye week, I think that's I think that's a good place for them to be right now at home. I should have brought this up two weeks ago, and I, I kind of forgot. I asked you in the preseason how many starts Jimmy G will have over four and a half. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> we and hit th- that one. I think I took and the I think, over, but I took it for a much different reason. And I Correct. And I think we had him at three and four in this spot, but but how the they got there. Yeah, I think you're like, right. I think oh, you're right because we went. I goodness. said, what if they start off one and four, and then you started going down the schedule, and we're like, well, they could probably be three and four after seven games, and then he comes in and bubble. Going to LA, we're like, holy shit, three and four. <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy, but we were kind of on this. So, six and one Giants go out west and play your boy Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Listen, this is one of those games 
anytime the Giants go out there, I feel like it's a weird ass game. It is a weird place to play. It's loud as hell. Is that a four o'clock? Four o'clock, four twenty-five kick. Seattle with no DK Metcalf. Defense hangs around. You know they don't need to do much against the Giants, but then again, the fourth quarter hits and the Giants are friggin' unbelievable. Yeah, this game, I have no feel on this game at all. None. So. Sometimes you got to look and say, what is Vegas telling you, right? Like, and I think this is one of those games where it's like, well, what is Vegas telling you? Because you have the Giants. Spread, right? The Giants are six and one. I, uh, Seattle's what? Four and three? Four and three, yes, sir. Right? And Seattle's favored in this game against a six and one team who everybody's like, oh, they're one of the top six teams in the league. Really? They're going up against a team that's just over 500 and they're getting points. So. I think Vegas is telling you that maybe. Although they, they were getting, they were getting Jacksonville too, coach. I get it, but I'm saying, what does that tell you? They should have lost. They they could have easily lost that game too, but yeah. they won. So I I didn't touch this game. Don't get me wrong, I didn't touch this game. Um, but I think what Vegas is telling you is they think they think they think this is a coin toss game is what they're really telling. You. It's a coin toss. This is not a six and one team versus a four and three team. You know, this is this is yeah. a coin toss game. Which, yeah, I think both of us probably agree with that. Right, I mean, I think I think it's a coin toss game, also. So yeah, which is yeah. why I stayed away. <laughs> punt and punt again. Yeah. Uh, Packers at Bills Sunday night. Um, again, Green Bay shows a little bit of life, and then they and then they just vanish. Yeah, and, uh, are they in a three game losing streak? Why are they running the football more? I What's going don't on? Get it? They don't push the ball down the field at all, and that's just Aaron Rodgers. Worried about his stats, doesn't want it, doesn't like taking risks, loves to have less than 10 interceptions at the end of the season. So that he, you know, he had the balls on a Pat McAfee to show Pat McAfee show this week to say, Well, I, I didn't play my best, but uh, you know, it's uh, it was my highest rated game this year dude, by the coach. I'm like, He's out of his mind. You're a douchebag, dude. You that, think guys like you think guys like play for him in the, yeah, in the you, locker room? You're no, proud of the no. way you played in that game? You think you played well? Forget what your coach did. Forget what your coach graded you. Do you think you played well? That's a simple question, right? Where was Pat Aaron, McAfee on that one? Aaron, how about your standards? You won back to back MVPs. You think you're compared to that? Yeah. yeah, you mind? Did you win? Yeah. Are you exactly. happy with that? You're now you're gonna say, well, it was my highest rated game by my quarterback's coach? Really? Okay, Aaron, you're a douchebag, dude. Um, so, with but, and that with said, that said, this game scares the shit out of me too. Nah, dude, I, I could take the Bills uh, and pull them. Like, <laughs> nope, I don't want to touch it like that. I am more inclined to take the Packers in this game than I am to take the Bills. Yeah, Although I think the Bills could win by thirty. Ball. I think the Bills could win by thirty. But I'm if I were betting the game, which I am not, I would probably take the Packers. It's thirteen points. Come on, it's a freaking Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback. He's capable of throwing three touchdowns at any time, right? Like, and if they do run the ball, like we think they're capable of, you could take a little of the air out of the ball and keep the ball out of uh, Josh Allen's hands. Unbelievable. The defense is still decent, right? It's not like 13 points. I think I'm talking myself into this one too. Shit. What else you got? Don't be surprised if this is like a 31-24 or 35-24 game, which I, is a cover. Either one of those is a cover. I have a feeling I have a feeling Green Bay's gonna have a lead in the fourth quarter in this game. I don't know why. I, I just That would be interesting because the one thing we've kind of talked about that Buffalo is not the best at is close games. Yeah. You know? 
Pat Mahomes, close games, you think it's an automatic win for the Chiefs. Like, even if they're, they could be down by 10. If it's the fourth quarter, they got the ball, like, eh, they're probably going to win this game, even though they're down by two scores. Buffalo, they're not the best playing from behind or in close games. So that would be interesting, and I hope you're right, because that would be fun. That would be fun to watch. Last one, a battle in the AFC North, which I think this is a, a sneaky good one. Although we actually we absolutely – Banged up Jacoby Brissett season oh by giving God. him credit. Oh <laughs> That's the worst thing we could have done. We went full the, mush. The four full and three Bengals mode. at the two and five Browns. Uh, Bengals are starting to get a little hot, although they've been banged up in some spots. The Browns, for some reason, have decided to stop running Chubb and Hunt, and now they look like they might trade Hunt. I, I hear that. You know, which... your, Stef- your Stefanski point last week or the week before. You're starting to make some sense. Sometimes I think this guy goes into a game and forgets his like good play sheet, and then has a play sheet like maybe in, like the second exhibition game. <laughs> like I I don't understand it. I have no. I, and this is coming from a guy who has Nick Chubb on a fantasy team, and I'm going. This guy has 24 yards on six carries in the third quarter. Like that's your guy, dude. Let me tell you what I think happens sometimes, and I've heard Sean Payton talk about this, and I know it has personally happened to me. Because when I was coaching, um, I was an offensive play caller also. A lot of times what happens, and this only happens on, I shouldn't say that. I'll say it happens about 80% of the time on passing plays. Because passing plays are more designed. Running plays are kind of, they are what they are. They don't really change from week to week, right? Like zone left, zone right, stretch left, stretch right, you know. Guard tackle, Edge, GT pull. Dive. Like, they're kind of what they are week to week, and we just try to execute. We ha- you can you can put the entire running game in on the first day of camp, and then the rest of camp it's just about executing those plays, right? Executing because it's a choreography. Whereas passing plays, that's why we have passing trees and we have combinations, and then we have breakoffs off those combos. It's it's an art form. Okay, yeah. so what happens a lot of times with coordinators? And anybody who's calling plays. So this would happen to me as a head coach, and I'm sure it happens to Stefanski because he's their play caller. You call a play. You get the defense you were expecting with your formation. It gets blocked or it break, like it'll happen on a running play where it gets blocked exactly the way you wanted it to. But maybe the running back takes the wrong hole or something like or it gets tripped up. And this happens all the time in passing plays. You call the pass. It breaks open just as you expect. <laughs> but the quarterback makes a bad read or a bad decision or a bad throw. And you're like, we got to come back to this. We got to come back to this. And if that happens three or four times in a game, that's 10 times that you're passing more than you would have if you had executed the play. Do you understand what I'm saying? So now yep. instead of throwing the ball 25 times or 30, you're throwing it 35 or 40. Because you're like, we had it. We had it. Run it again. Yeah. We got we to gotta come back to that one. We have a little mark that we put on our play sheets. Put a little arrow or something. Like I used to put a little arrow right next to that play, pointing to that play, which is in my head saying, get back to this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, some guys will put a star or circle it or whatever the case may be. We got to get back to that one because it broke wide. It broke it. It went just as we planned. Like you, you, you got people have to all remember. Like you game plan all week. You're like, if they do this and we do this, we got them. And then it happens just like that, but you don't execute. Bad throw, bad read, bad decision, whatever the case may be. Uh, running back trips, uh, picks the wrong hole, tries to bounce it outside instead of sticking to the hole. We got to get back to that. 
And you end up doing that enough times and you get totally away from your friggin' game plan of say being like 55, 45 run to pass option, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that's what happens a lot of time because Jacoby Brissett is going to look good sometimes and then miss it sometimes and miss it sometimes on plays that it went exactly as you had hoped. So then you come back to it, you know what I mean? And then he misses it again. You're like, fuck. <laughs> and then you look like you're. You know, yeah, and then all of a sudden, that's why Nick Chubb has six carries in the third quarter. Exactly, and it's a problem. That's the discipline, but that's why you get paid at the big bucks as the head coach. You got to be stronger than that and be smarter yeah. than that. Yeah, especially in the NFL. Uh, college football. Yes, I'll, I'll start with your one of your winners last week. I believe it was your only winner. Oh, I don't like the way you said that. Syracuse takes Clemson to the. Brink, and I think they got hosed on a call on their last drive. They did. That could have kept them going. They did. Clemson, as but, you were, but as this you was, that out, loss was their own fault, not any bad call or anything like that. But go ahead. Yeah, as you called for weeks, DJ Uyunglele got benched, which backup is the worst thing that could have happened to Syracuse. Backup comes in and saves the day. Yeah. And not so long ago, a man named Trevor Lawrence came in to save mm. the day against the Syracuse team. And that quarterback was never to be seen again either. A couple years either. back, he transferred yeah, he to Missouri, and I think he's I think he's cutting grass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is this is something that's going to bother me. Clemson's going to go undefeated and go to the college football playoff, and they're going to get spanked in the goddamn playoff. And 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 it might cost Michigan or Ohio State or Alabama a spot in there. And I think they're all better than Clemson. Who? All right. What happened? Let me just tell you what happened in this game. Uh, two things. The main thing that happened is Syracuse's defense ran out of gas. Syracuse's defense, as I told you last week, that defense is real. Syracuse's defense yeah. is real. But let's be honest. Clemson has athletes and talent, and they ran out of gas down there in South Carolina. It got a little warm for them, and they ran out of gas in the second half of that game. And they just weren't able to get anything going on the offensive side. So... And yes, this, the backup quarterback came in, came in, and it changed everything. It totally changed everything. Made a couple plays. Anyway, um, I want to ask you because you have your little smart machine. Go to the ACC and tell me because you're right. I don't know if I still don't know if they'll be undefeated. Well, first of all, tell me this. Take me to Clemson's schedule and let's look at yeah. the rest of their season. And then the second thing I want to know from you as you're looking this up is, assuming that Clemson does win their half of the conference. Who are like one, two, or three teams that they could play in the championship in the ACC championship game? Wow! Because this is what it, it's like. Who can Clemson lose to, and then who would they end up playing in the, in a in a conference week, championship? By week this week, okay. At Notre Dame, who stinks, man. Although Notre Dame it's and at Notre maybe, Dame, so it's a threat. Maybe they wake up the echoes. Wake up the echoes, and they play good defense. Louisville home, who stinks. We were high. You, yep. I think you were high. You were high in the quarterback in the preseason. Ugh. Nope. Ready for this one? Yep. Home against Miami. They're going to smash them. Miami is awful. This game is sneaky, sneaky. Let me hear it. Duke. Gamecocks. Earlier in the season, I would have said no, but you're right. It is sneaky. Where's the game? It's at, it's at Clemson, unfortunately. That's a problem. Yep. That's yep. it? <clears throat> so now you want me to go to the ACC? Now, so what I want you to see is who could be their opponents in the ACC championship <coughs> game because it's probably that's what's going to happen. 
God. Florida State, Wake Forest, and uh, Syracuse? No, they're, they're all in their same division. What about Syracuse? Same division. Oh, my God. Who could it be? Miami? No, I don't. No. Like, who, who, gonna, I'll give left? you a hint. Virginia? I'll give you a, I'll give North you a Carolina? Hint. You're wearing the colors. You got that's Are you it? Fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? That's who it's going to be. North Carolina is three and zero in the conference, and Duke's two and two behind. Oh them. my god, dude! If they go undefeated, how do you not, dude? They're going to lose sixty three to nothing in a in a in a in a playoff game. Oh my god! It's a bad football team. That's, or I, I, that's, that's unfair. They're not a bad and that's football why, team. And that's why they're, they're not great though. It. That's why they're expanding it. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. That's honestly ridiculous. That's absurd. I can name I can name four teams that probably aren't going to make the playoffs that would blast Clemson, blast them. Yeah, four that aren't going to make it. Yeah, that aren't yeah. going to make it. Okay, so right off the bat, either Ohio, loser of Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, I was just going to say the loser, the whoever doesn't win in Ohio State, Michigan, or whoever of those two, whoever loser, doesn't go, would loser crush Georgia, Clemson. Tennessee. Absolutely, USC, TCU, TCU would probably smoke them. Um, oh my like, god! I think Penn State would friggin' smoke them. I think Ole Miss would beat them. I think Ole Miss would definitely beat them. Oh my god, yeah, dude. I think Kentucky would probably beat them. Holy shit, dude, that's insane. if Kentucky played that game either on a neutral field or at Fucking home. Man. I think they'd be favored in that game. That pisses me off. That just ruined my day. That's no, brutal. No, but it's true. Come on, man. You notice? You notice it's true. I think if Texas wasn't like bipolar, I think Texas would beat them. I think Texas is a way better team than Clemson right now. Absolutely. I think I'll give you another one. State beats them. I think Utah beats them. UCLA beats them. Maybe. Oregon? In Oregon for sure. In a in a ball game, like a playoff game, a neutral yeah, site? Maybe not. Yeah, maybe. Good not. game. Yeah. I think it'd be a good game. Anyway, Bama bounces yeah, back. They beat your Mike Leach boys. Uh pretty good. Their defense showed up. Yeah, it's Mississippi State. It's it's versus Alabama, and coming off yeah. a loss, you knew that was going to happen. So, I'm not terribly surprised with that one. Speaking of Ole Miss, they had a 17-3 lead and died. That's an ugly loss, in my opinion. L- LSU pounds them at home. Hey, give Brian Kelly some credit, dude. That team I is agree. now what six and two. Yeah, and I got to give you credit. You had them. At, you had them in over wins in the, in the and summer. It was six and you're, a half. You're gonna get there. You're I got a feeling they're there. gonna win one more game. One more game. Yeah, I, I, so, I think so give Brian Kelly some credit. You can say what you want about the fact that he was, you know, he acted weird when he first got the coaching job, trying to like talk with a southern draw and all this stuff. And my family, yeah, says some weird things from time to time. But guess what? He's really good at, like, really good at coaching football. He's a really good football coach. Wait till he wait till he starts getting some classes in there too, dude. Like because you're right, he's an incredible and he, recruiter. And he's got no rules again. Like no rules, name. yeah, no rules. Like oh my none. God. <laughs> yeah, it's no, Louisiana. No, no, he's got none. No, yeah, no. think of this, dude. He was a winning, a ridiculously winning coach at Cincinnati to the point that he got the head coaching job at Notre Dame. Gets the Notre Dame job. Has some stumbles at first with personality issues and. I don't know, raising his voice at coaches, at players, whatever. But was in the was in the playoffs three times? Yeah, I think so. At least, right? At least two, definitely, I think three times. So he didn't win a national championship. Guess what? There's lots of teams that would, didn't win national championships in the time he was there. Michigan didn't win one either. Like, Miami didn't win one. Florida State didn't win one. Tennessee didn't win one. I can name a lot of, like, classic uh, USC, USC didn't, didn't win one. Win one. So. Right. Um, the fact that he didn't win a national championship, I mean, whatever. 
and because it the point being what you just said the restrictions that Notre Dame has on recruiting with grades and stuff like that so yeah this is a great coaching job by him and as you said it's only going to get better so do you think they could beat Bama I do not um, I don't either. I'll put it this way. Can they? Yes. Will they? I, I can't imagine they will. I can't imagine. There are still some real studs on that team. I mean, it is what it is. They have some real yeah. studs on that team. Do I think they will? No. That game's in LSU? I don't know. We'll talk about We'll get to that in a minute, right? Well, let me see. I got, I got it up right here. Okay. If it was in LSU at night, I'd say uh, I think it is yeah, at LSU. You know what? Because Alabama, I, I think you're right. Because I, I think there was some talk today about how Alabama doesn't hasn't exactly played great on the road this year. It's at LSU at night. Uh, I'll give LSU a puncher's chance because that place will be a rocking cello lookout. That place will be going bonkers. So God forbid LSU gets off to like a three nothing or seven nothing lead or a ten nothing lead. Yeah, yeah. That pisses me off because Michigan's playing a night that day too. Son well, you got a remote control. It's not like you got to get off the couch. I might be and turn going. It's dial. at Rutgers. I might be going to it. Uh, whatever. That's a you problem. I'm gonna watch them both. Thanks, cocksucker. <laughs> um, that was rude. Um, TCU's good at football. They're pretty darn good. Who'd they beat Sunny this Dykes. past week? Now, Sunny Dykes, Kansas State. Sunny Dykes, shock. I used... Yeah. Are they still undefeated? Yes. We talked about their schedule coming up. They've got a couple tough games coming up. But they do. They yeah, have, say they what you little, want. They have a little bit of a gauntlet right now, yeah. They got Oklahoma State in there, or did they beat Oklahoma State? Is Hold that the phone. They, they got Texas coming up, right? Or did they beat Texas? Yeah, you're throwing every fucking team at me. Come on, work with me. What do you got there? Do they have a buy this week, too? The whole goddamn thing's going to buy. No, they don't. Let me see. TCU. I wish this was easier to navigate. What are you using? Yahoo Sports. Uh, oh, you got to use the score. It's better. Uh, hold on. Let's see here. What are they, 7-0 and right now? They play. They got Texas Tech this week. No, they got West Virginia. It's a sneaky tough Virginia. game. That's a That's sneaky a tough game. game. Be careful there. Then they got your boy, Texas Tech. Oh, my God. Freshman quarterback. Then at Texas, Retro. at Baylor, Iowa State home. Yeah, they got they got tough stretch. To Texas and Texas and Baylor because both of them can score a lot of points. Um, I'd be surprised if they end up with a an undefeated season. But regardless, who cares? Hey, by the way, what if they do though? Are they a Final Four team? Remember when this happened about six years ago, and everybody's like, "This is why it's bullshit." And you need to have more than four teams. Yep. Right. Yep. If they go undefeated, that's us- what we're just saying about clubs. It's ridiculous. If they go undefeated, they deserve in, right? You're an undefeated Big 12 conference team? Yeah, undefeated? So how about this? Okay. Undefeated, let's say undefeated Tennessee, undefeated Ohio State. One loss Michigan, one loss Georgia, one loss Tennessee, one loss Alabama, undefeated TCU, one loss USC. Who goes? You still there? I think I lost Scotty. Okay, so that's the question, right? I don't know if I could even answer that question. Let's see if I get him back here. One loss. Oh, there he did is. You get, oh, was... Did you hear my question? 
Oh, man. We're having like a connection issue here. Let's see if we get him back. Might have to cut this part out. <laughs> 105. I'll edit this. <laughs> I'll edit this part out. Yeah, please. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, so my, my question to you was one loss USC, one loss yeah, Michigan, Michigan or Ohio State. I don't care yeah, which. One, lo one loss. Undefeated Oak Clemson. State. Undefeated Clemson. Yep. One loss Georgia, one loss Alabama, one loss Tennessee. One loss Oregon. Forget it. I don't – Oregon lost to Florida. It's a bad loss. No, they lost to Georgia. Oh, that's, that's what I meant. Um, I was thinking Utah. And an undefeated TCU. Who goes? I know. I know. It's unbelievable. If if, if Clemson and TCU are the only two undefeated teams, you're going to tell me they don't get to go? No, they probably got to go. And a one-loss Georgia team or a one-loss, say, Tennessee, Tennessee team, team gets to go over, say – I know. And if Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee are all at one loss, does Alabama get to go and Tennessee has to stay home after Definitely. they beat them? Definitely. That's come on. That's because crazy. they lost early. They lost to that such bullshit rule. Bro. Tennessee Let's didn't see. lose yet. They're still undefeated. No, I'm saying if if oh Alabama because Alabama yeah won? yeah that's ridiculous. Like let's say Tennessee loses loses to Georgia, and Georgia right. loses to Alabama. Not crazy, by the way. No. Totally realistic and possible. Three one-loss one teams. You'll have three one-loss SEC teams who all beat each other. You'll have a one one-loss Big Ten team, one undefeated Big Ten team. Hopefully. Not and an undefeated one, Big 12 team. And an undefeated ACC team. Yeah. And you're going to give me two teams out of the SEC? Uh, they're going to panic. You know they're what? And a one And a one-loss USC team who will have beaten Notre Dame. UCLA. Uh, UCLA. Lost to Utah and like last play of the game. Yeah. Good luck with that. That's a wow, realistic dude. possibility. That's crazy, dude. Let's be man. honest. Not only is that realistic, I actually think that's probable. <laughs> Clemson is probably gonna go undefeated. Michigan and Ohio State are gonna one of them's gonna win that game, and neither one is gonna lose to anybody else in that conference. Probably not. The only like I don't know part yet. Is will USC beat UC, will USC beat UCLA and will TCU go undefeated? Yeah. The three the three one yeah. loss SEC teams is I think that's likely. I think I, I think that's likely. <laughs> Not as unlikely. Well. I think it's likely. And then you got to pick one. And then you're gonna tell me that. So here, do you only pick one though? Wow. Ugh. Ugh. Oh my God. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because yeah, here's what's here's what stinks for Tennessee if that's a scenario because they beat Alabama in mid October, then they will lose to Georgia in November. They don't get to go to the SEC. They don't even get to go to the SEC championship game. And Alabama gets to beat Georgia, and and they go, and they, and then they win the then they win the SEC and they go. It's disgusting. It's, it's a horrible. It's situation. disgusting. And that makes sense to anybody? No. No. But there are no. retards out there that say it still should only be four teams. Yeah, and they have four teeth. People, mouth, people who lose. don't know what they're talking about, like Colin Cowherd, who says, who says, you know, they always get the right four teams in there. Did you not just see Tennessee beat Alabama? You in the beginning yeah. of the season, you would have said Tennessee had no right to be in that game. Guess what? That's why they play because we don't know what's going to happen. This guy still can't say Hendon Hooker's name properly, but yet he gets well, six how million does he a say year. It? 
I think he says like Heaton Hooker or something like that. I don't know what he says. Oh, dude, he's a joke. Come on, dude. He gets six million a year. Somebody, please check us out. This is the real talk, not the bullshit Bo on TV. Give me a break. Bo Nix and Oregon. <laughs> I'm looking at Hendon Hooker right now, actually, on TV. Bo Nix and Oregon have straightened the ship out. They look pretty good. They beat up UCLA last week. Beat them up pretty handily, too. Um, both of us were wondering what would happen if UCLA won that game and was undefeated going into USC. We no longer have to worry about that. That's I don't necessarily think of list. that as like a bad loss. It's a tough spot. That's a tough place to go and play. So... Um, you don't want to get your doors blown off, but uh, I don't think it's a season ender. We'll put it that way. If they do come back and end up beating USC, nobody's going to give a shit about that loss. Nobody's going to look at that and say, oh, man, if you want that's a tough spot. That's tough for anybody to go into that place and go win a football game. So No doubt. Yeah. Uh, Texas chokes their chicken oh, at Oklahoma State. 14 nothing from the Cowboys in the fourth quarter. That's where, I, like, I know you're a fan of Sark. Something, there's something missing there for me. I... Dude, I don't know what it is. Um, I think I sometimes there's it's hard to change a vibe. And that vibe of losing games late was there from before Sark even got there. And he has not, which is not his fault, but what is his fault is he hasn't been able to change the climate. And, and get that out of their system. Um, you know, in this particular game, look, Quinn Ewers' first game on the road, in a, like first tough game on the road like that for him in a hostile environment, like I get it. It's a tough spot, all that kind of stuff. So it is what it is. But, um, yeah, that's – I know. It's like you can't it's, – It's a weird thing, dude, because what you'll see – Here's here's why. All right, so I'm like stumbling and stammering here because I don't have a really good answer. I only have more questions because here's what's interesting. If you're not sure why we're confused, fast forward to this coming draft and watch how many guys get drafted off of Texas. Let me just give you a hint. There's going to be a lot. <laughs> there's going to be a lot <laughs> because there's a shitload of talent on that team and that. Remember, this is the same team that had Alabama on the ropes up until the last like minute of the game. And then you can't hold a lead against Oklahoma. It's hard to explain, dude. It's hard. It's really hard to explain. But this team is very, very talented. Ewers is really, really good. Um, but they fall apart late, and that's a bad trait, man. And that's, that's climate. That's climate, and um, the coach has to change that. And... Uh, as I have said, I try to be honest, I've started to have doubts about like a Zach Wilson where I've been a big defender. I've been a defender of Sark, and I'm starting to have questions. It is what it is. You you have to. you know. Is he alpha enough to pull them out of that kind of mode? Hey, maybe you got to make a ballsy move and pull somebody who's a starter because they're an attitude issue. I don't know. I, I don't know what, what the hell's going on there, but you got to do something, and that falls on a coach. I'm sorry it does. I got two. I got two for you coming up that you're gonna love. Mm. You know, Duke's pretty good in basketball, right? You'd say. Yes. You wouldn't. You wouldn't really oh say that. About the I think I texted team, right? you about this one. Not particularly. No. No. They've had their. Like, they've had their times had, yeah. here and there. Daniel sure. Jones was there, and you know, from time to time, yeah. They're okay. Yeah, they've had. But they're not a football a guy, power. They've had a guy or two walk through their door, yeah. but we wouldn't say. I wouldn't. They just lost. They just beat Miami in Miami. 
Um, and it wasn't close, if I'm not mistaken. Right? It was not closer. Who's the head coach there in Miami? Cristobal? Mario Cristobal. Yeah. Cristobal needs a crystal ball to figure out what the hell's going on here. And all the people that were beating off about him getting higher, now they finally got the right guy in here. Are you sure about that? Or are you going to give me the whole, he hasn't had his class yet? Does he really need his class to beat Duke? You know what? Hold on. with Hold that one. Does he really need his recruiting class to beat Middle Tennessee State? Because he lost to both. Okay? So. At home. Yeah. So hold the phone on, you know, Mario Cristobal is the right guy. Uh, could we have some evidence of success before we anoint him? This Finally, another, the guy. This is this is another example of why I'm so happy that Michigan was patient with Harbaugh. Because you did not want to end up with a Rich Rodriguez thing again, where Florida State's had some trouble getting coaches. Florida's had some trouble. Miami's had a lot of trouble. Yeah. Like, dude, it's it's not it's tough, man. Texas has had some trouble. It. Yeah. God damn, it's. Yeah, what what that's team, ugly, bro. What teams? All right, so we'll say this with the big name schools. What you need to know before now, I guess I'm probably Miami had a pretty good idea that they would get crystal ball, but you need to have a good idea who you're gonna have before you let go of the guy you do have. Yeah, uh, even if you're just 500. Now, if it's so bad that you just have to move on, then that's one thing. But I think in this case they knew they were going. I think they did. And whatever. And And I don't know that you were right. What I do know is that everybody was beating off. Everybody in sports media was beating off like this is the guy. Finally, they got the guy. They got the guy. They got the guy. Okay, can't even beat Duke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Duke, Middle Tennessee State, whoever else they've lost to. Miami doesn't need their class. Whoever that guy is, he doesn't need his class to beat those teams. There was a there was a stretch there when Ohio State wasn't a great team. They weren't winning every. Uh, they didn't need a special class to beat Indiana in those to years. Beat Northwestern to beat Northwestern. Okay, you beat the shit teams when you're Michigan, when you're Ohio State, Oklahoma, Texas, Miami, Florida State, Alabama. You beat the bad teams no matter what. It could be a total off year. You beat the bad teams, and you're not only losing the bad teams, you're losing to them bad. So I don't want to hear that shit. Program has a long way to go, and I don't know that they got the guy to answer the call. Last one for me, pal. I, th- I think I seen this tweet on Monday morning or Sunday morning. A&M's buyout for Jimbo Fisher is Ooh. a heavy number. And I got to tell you, they're thinking about it because there's a lot of talks down there. The A&M Aggies are three and four, and they could potentially lose three more. All right, so I'm glad I was just talking about this. You better really have a guy in place ready to go. Um, I don't know how good a head coach Jimbo Fisher is. I know he won a national championship with Florida State, so he can't be terrible. I do know he's a really good recruiter. And as as uh, Bobby Bowden used to say, you know, you got to give me the horses to win the race. Like he used to say when he was asked, how, you know, how come you're always so good? He says, because I always get the best players. Like it's a simple equation. And as we talked about in the preseason, and maybe I jumped the gun on how good Texas A&M was going to be this year, they had the number one recruiting class in the country last this past offseason, we'll say. So I'm inclined to give him one more year because he just did the best job in recruiting that he's ever done at this school. So I'm inclined to give him one more year. Um, but if not, who are you replacing him with? 
be really careful and be really sure that you know. Are you getting Dion Sanders? That'd be interesting. Wow. And if it's not Dion, who is it? Just be careful. That's all. I think you're right. I think they're going to sh- – they, they lost this week. They struggle. The rest of the schedule looks like it could be a struggle. Be very careful. Be very careful. Mario Cristobal might be available. <laughs> <laughs> if I were him, I'd take it. Oof. Oh, my God. All right, couple for this week, bro. We'll run it through a quick here. Ohio State goes to Happy Valley and plays Penn State. By the way, I was wrong last week. I didn't think there was any shot in hell it would be a whiteout and a night game for Minnesota. It I was. thought they it for this week. Oh, my God. It was, and, and they're playing a noon game. It's one that of the coolest Fox sites in football. That taking a little though. bit away from. I know. I don't like it. From from a, from some from some drama here. Yeah, but they're favored by seventeen and a half. I think right. I saw I saw fifteen and a half earlier oh, today. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I just know it's a lot. Um, I a lot of people are saying this is a better matchup for Penn State than it was against Michigan. I I still don't think they're gonna they're gonna hang around in this. I game, don't think I they're think. gonna compete. I thought I thought Penn State was overrated when they came into that Michigan game. I still think they're a little overrated. I don't think they're a bad team, but I don't think they're on no. that. I don't think they're on that level. Agreed. Uh, the world's biggest cocktail party. For some reason, we can't call it that anymore. Not on this show. We'll still call you the Redskins, the San Diego Chargers, and the Cleveland Indians. Um, Florida, Georgia. Uh, I have something to say about this in a little while. Okay. Um, this is a neutral site game, right? This is in Jacksonville, sir. Yeah, yes, yeah, it yeah. is. Um, Florida's a funky team, and bec- and it's because Richardson is a funny quarterback. Like, he does some amazing things, but then he disappears for long stretches, and you just don't know what you're going to get all the time. So I sus- I would suspect – what's the spread on this game? 22 and a half. Oh, my God. That's a lot. I mean, that's a frigging lot. That is a lot. But I don't think Florida's that good. Uh, I have breaking news. Uh-oh. I love breaking news in the middle of the show. Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase out four to six weeks with a hip injury. Ouchie. Not good. Just as we were Not saying good. that uh, Cincinnati yeah. was rounding into shape, they lose their best wide receiver. Unbelievable. Nice. I, uh, let we me should sh- just cancel this. Scratch <laughs> them off of my p- picks this week. <laughs> Did you have them? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> Number nine, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. They blew a big lead last week against TCU. Let's see if they could rebound against the Pokes. This is a team that smashed Oklahoma that gave us the – was the first – I believe they were the first warning flare that Oklahoma might not be what we thought they should be. Um, this would be an interesting game. Yeah, this will be an interesting game. We'll see what happens. I, I've always been kind of a fan of Oklahoma State, so I'll be rooting for them. But I, I like – I yeah. like strange matchups. It's weird. That's what I like about college football. I like these types of games in college football. It's different than the NFL, you know? Like, those those B-rate games, those B-level games are always so interesting to me. And that'll Number be a fun 19. one. That'll be a fun one. Oklahoma State's always fun to watch. It's, it's just always a fun game to watch. Number 19, Kentucky at number three, Tennessee. This is a really tough spot for Tennessee, okay? Um, this is one where if you start sleeping, Kentucky can play. They have a legit quarterback. They have definitely have a legit defense. Um, if they come into this game like my son's baseball team came into their game on Saturday <laughs> thinking that all we have to do is show up and we're going to win, they're going to lose. Uh, so I, Tennessee should absolutely win this game. But they definitely can't come into it just sleeping. They, they better take care of the football and take care of business. Get off. Get out to a lead early. Okay, don't let Kentucky stick around because as the game gets longer and 
Uh, defenses are starting to take over, and it's a close game. And what we always like to say is, like, a-holes start to pucker up. If yeah. it's late in that game and it's close, I'll tell you what. Give me the team that has the better defense, and that would be Kentucky. So You're right. Can, LS, uh, Tennessee better get this game out of the way early. Uh, playing for the Paul Bunyan Trophy in Ann Arbor, Michigan. The Michigan State Spartans are on the down year, but this is their Super Bowl Saturday night, which always makes me nervous. At number four, Michigan. Um, do what you've been doing, dude. Run the ball. Run it again. Run it again. Get out of there healthy. Beat them. Get the trophy. And then yeah. get ready for the stretch run. I know you never like me saying this kind of stuff because you think I'm some don't kind of jinx it. or don't something. Don't say it. Michigan State doesn't have a chance in this game. They don't no, have a chance. A they this, always have a chance. This team has fallen apart. And <laughs> I feel like it was a year ago this time that their head coach got like an $85 million extension. Oh, yeah. And now people are ready to call him for his head. Probably 95. <laughs> was it 95? I knew it was something yeah. like that. And, and now we were like, what the hell did we do? What? Why do you do that? Why are we giving guys off of one good season or two good seasons a 10-year contract? Can't you give him four? Can't you give him five? I know. Let him walk. If he can and go they, get they, seven years somewhere else, let him walk. Come on, he's not that good. He, they thought he was a lock for LSU. That's why they locked him up. Oh, dude. Uh, get Let him go. I'm not too mad about it. Um. Last one, number 15 Ole Miss at the pre-mentioned Texas A&M Aggies. I don't know what to think about this game. I could see this game being – I could see A&M bouncing back. I could see Ole Miss, like, having a little bit of a hangover from last week too. I don't I don't know, man. Like, Listen, I, I actually expect this to be a relatively high-scoring game, which is unusual for Texas A&M because they don't score a lot. But Ole Miss doesn't really have a great defense. But they can score. So yeah. – I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if both teams are in the 30s high 20s 30 something 20 something uh I think I think Ole Miss is going to win this game but it was a tough loss they took last week dude because they took it was a they got beat up a little bit too they got out physical and when you when it's one thing to lose but when you walk off the field with your tail between your legs that sticks around a little bit sometimes when you got physically beat up it sticks it's yeah. it's, it's sticky That's all I got. Okay. I wanted to do something before that I totally forgot with the NFL, so we'll circle back to this. Um, that I, I, I didn't even tell you what we were doing because I just wanted you to off the top of your head, and I said, hey, get all the teams in front of you. Get all the NFL teams in front of you so you can really really do a deep dive on this one and, and make up your decision. I want to know, in the NFL so far this season, we're almost, what are we, almost close to halfway through the season, right? A little less than halfway through the season. Yeah, we're seven games less. in. What team has been – the biggest surprise, like on the upside, okay? And then what team has been the biggest disappointment? And if you have more than one, we can go with that too. Yeah, Jets and Giants, I would say, more on the positive side. For I mean, that's that's what sticks out to me right now. Um, although the Seahawks are probably a, a close yeah. third or second, if you want to say that. And, you know, I got to, you know, close to home, the Broncos, um, you know, you can't really go that much further than that. Although I would probably say – you know, just on a on a on a on a fan from far perspective, as we watch Hard Knocks, the Lions. I think I didn't think they'd be one in five. Yeah. Um, Saints, Saints. We didn't think the Saints were going to be great, but yeah, I'd go Denver there. I think Denver's pretty much the, in the class I'm disappointed. there. Disappointed. Yeah. <clears throat> I ha I have the Jets also as most surprised, and here's why. If you remember, 
when the schedule came out, everybody started well, shitting their pants. Your blood pressure isn't so high. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, everybody was like, oh, the first eight games of the season. It's just the league is unfair to the Jets. And I said, shut up. You don't get to do that. Like people are like, they're going to start off 0-8. This is not fair to the Jets, a team who's trying. And instead, through seven games, they're 5-2, and two, have a playoff spot, second place in the AFC East. I don't know that it's going to last. But it's just a surprise on the upside from where everybody thought they would be number one. I don't think anybody gave them much chance to have more than like four or five wins anyway. And then when the schedule came out, they're like, oh, so you're going to get off to like a one and seven start. And that's not the case at all. They're five and two, you know, staring at six and two in the face because, you know, theoretically they should win this week. I don't know that that's true. But um, so there to me, that's the biggest surprise on the upside. I know the Giants are too. I totally agree. But I think because of the division, they don't have that, or at least coming into the season, they didn't have that. Like nobody, nobody knew that the Eagles were going to be what the Eagles are. Everybody right. thought it'd be a, a, a competitive division, but on the low end, competitive. You know, kind of thought the Dallas Cowboys would be up there. So I still think the Jets are the biggest surprise. On the most disappointed, I have Detroit in there too. I have two teams yeah. as most disappointed. I have Detroit in there too. I hate saying it, but. Um, we did have high hopes, and I think a lot of people were like, ha- thought they'd be maybe a 500 team. They'd be hard pressed to get to 500 now the way they've been playing. Oh, yeah. But maybe even more is the Indianapolis Colts to me. Yeah, go on. Go um, on. Because Matt Ryan has clearly not panned out to be what they had hoped, and now you're, the rest of your season, you're pitting your hopes on Sam Ellinger. Like,. I don't know. That's a bit of a disappointment. In the beginning of the season, this was a team that a lot of people were talking about possibly competing for an AFC championship and a Super Bowl run. And now most of us don't even expect them to make the playoffs. So I think that's a major disappointment. So I just wanted to hit that. I want to say because there's always yeah. like the teams that were, you know, we knew San Fran, Rams, you know, um, uh, you know, we thought Miami would be improved. We knew the Bills and the, and the Chiefs and. You know, you know, maybe maybe uh, Tampa's a bit of a, a, a an, yeah, Green a Bay, right? Tampa, Tampa and Green Bay. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. I don't think either one of us are ready to kind of like bury them just yet, just because you yeah. have elite Not quarterbacks. Yet. But yeah, some of those other teams. Not quite yet. But you make a good point. Yes, yeah, Seattle on the upside. I think most people certainly we did. We picked them to finish last in their division. We thought they were almost kind of tanking, even right. We thought they were kind of mailing this one in and getting a high draft yep. pick for. We didn't know why they would. We know why they choose Pete over Ross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So that, I agree with you. That's a good one on on the on the surprise on the upside side. So anyway, yeah. Right, should we get to our bets? Let's do a little gambling. I love it. Are you really telling me I only went one and three last week? So Scotty Brace was two and three last week. I took that extra game and it wasn't smart. But two and three, 14, 13, and one overall. We were not exactly uh, killing it this year. Oof. Mr. Calisano, one and three again. What were my games? I will tell you in a minute. You were 10, 17, and one. I feel a big comeback. I feel a big run coming up. I got to tell you something. You hear that? You hear all those dogs? I'm taking all dogs this week. All dogs. They're they're barking. (laughs) Your your picks last week, you started out the weekend tremendously. Yeah, I thought I had a good start. Syracuse. Yeah. Beautiful. 12 o'clock noon. You got one and all in the bank by 3.30. I'm like, I got this. Winning week. And then then the roller coaster fell off the tracks. Ole Miss plus two. Good night, Irene. Right. And you know what's funny? Yeah. I felt really good about that game early. You should have. I'm like, oh, I'm 2-0 oh on Saturday. Jacksonville minus three. <sighs> and your Niners plus three. Oh, that was, a, that was They laid an egg. All right, but I feel good this week. I feel really good. You want to start good. it off? Yeah, let's start it off. So we talked a little bit before about 
the world's largest cocktail party. Hmm. Florida Gators getting point two and a half versus the number one team in the land. That's a lot of points. Listen, I think Florida's got some athletes here to keep this thing at least within three touchdowns. I hope. You know, shit could get wacky sometimes at the end. You're throwing a ball around and you pick six, fumble, and whatever. Georgia hasn't been as good as they were last year, and that's understandable. They've they lost a lot of horses, especially on defense. Who's their quarterback? I've, Stenson Bennett. Yeah, he hasn't been great the last few weeks. I think Florida hangs around. I think it's probably like a 34-17. That'll do 34, it. 34-20. That'll do it. I'll take that and go. Give me the Gators plus 22 and a half. Wow. Love it. Uh, I rode this team last week. I said put a couple bananas on Syracuse winning the game outright. Frankly, I should have won that bet, but I won easily, easily getting 13 and a half points. I think Syracuse is a better team than they're getting credit for. Uh, they roll in against Notre Dame this week. I think, that if I'm not mistaken, I think the game is in Syracuse. You would be correct, sir. Right? That's a really tough place for Notre Dame to play. They don't necessarily love playing on turf. I think Syracuse is actually faster than Notre Dame. And I think Syracuse is going to look to uh, avenge their loss last week. Notre Dame is not that good. Uh, and I think that Syracuse defense is going to stop what little offense Notre Dame has anyway. Give me Syracuse minus two and a half at home against Notre Dame. Oh, man, I think I lost Scotty. So you know what I'm going to do while we're waiting for him to come back? I'm going to give you my second game. Um, so we talked earlier about how uh, UCLA went into Oregon and just got blasted, right? And... Everyone immediately starts to think, hey, Oregon is a great team. Bo Nix is playing better. They look fantastic. I get all that. I get all that. It makes total sense to me. But if you look at the recent history of Oregon versus California, you, you, you Cal Berkeley, uh, you would think there would be just nothing but blowouts. And it's been anything but that. Okay? What we have seen is not only California keeping games close, but they've actually beaten Oregon in, in recent past. Oregon's favored by 17. They have no right being favored by 17 against Cal because they just, this is just for whatever reason, bad matchup, call it what you will. I have no idea. They struggle in this game. Give me Cal plus 17 against Oregon. You're not going to hear that from anybody else anywhere, but give me Cal plus 17 over Oregon. And that's because it's great analysis right there. I'm just telling you. I don't know why we keep freezing today. What the hell's going on? What's going on? It's got to be on your end. I have elite, yeah, I have elite internet. I just made that up. Auburn Tigers, Auburn Tigers have stunk this year. I was a big fan of Arkansas. I like the mm. I like the heavy coach that you don't like. I took the under on that one. Arkansas not the same team lately as they were early on. Oh, poor Scotty keeps freezing up on me. Does that mean he's gonna take Auburn? Auburn is so bad. Is he really? As we wait for him to come back here, is he really going to take Auburn over Arkansas? I'm not sure Let, where this game let's is. Be Where's this game? Where is this game? Can you hear me? I got you now. Where is this game? This game is at Auburn. Okay, go ahead. Game's at Auburn. Let's get through this thing before I throw this fucking computer outside. <laughs> Auburn plus three and a half. Give me them against the Razorbacks. The line's fishy, and everyone's desperate in, in, in Auburn. So. And we're desperate for good internet. Uh, let's hit the NFL. My first game. 
I'm not a Tua guy. Never was. But I have to acknowledge the fact that when he's in there, and especially in the first half of games, he looks pretty good. When it's scripted, he looks good. And frankly, Detroit has not played really well the last few weeks. They played okay against against um, Dallas. But they played terrible. One week they can score. Next week they can't. One week they play good defense. The next week they stink. But I don't think Miami's the real deal. I got a feeling that Detroit is going to keep this game close. I got a feeling Detroit's going to keep this game close. Maybe maybe they would lose by a field goal. Maybe they win this game outright. Is it, I feel like this game is in Detroit. Am I correct about that? Yes, you are. I, they might win this game outright. I'm just telling you, I think this is a funky spot for Miami. On the road, in a dome, on turf. You got a southern team playing on grass. Come to the... Give me Detroit Lions trying to right this ship for their beloved coach, Dan Campbell. Give me the Lions plus the four, a home dog over Miami. Man, we are riding this Campbell train. To I know. This is, my la- this is the last time, by the way. If it doesn't work <laughs> out, this is the last, last time. Last week was my last one. This week's your last <laughs> I think I'm betting with my heart instead of my bald head. Arizona Cardinals at Minnesota Vikings. Do the Cardinals have new life? You're clear talking. They are talking. Vikings, Vikings coming off a bye. I think the Cardinals hang around. They got a new running game going. You got play action now. Hopkins back in the lineup. Give me the Cardinals going into Minnesota plus three and a half. Uh-oh. Is he going Viking? No, no. Not so fast, my friend. No, no. I don't know if I like that one. I don't know if I like that one. Um, well, the way you're picking, I'm gold. Here, listen, I'm feeling really good this week. I'm feeling 3-1, and 4-0, so I'm going to catch up really fast. I love going in the opposite direction that the media is going, that the media is going. Okay, not that people are going necessarily, but the media. You want to bet against somebody? Get a bet against ESPN sentiment, Fox Sports sentiment, okay? One game and suddenly... All these morons over on these networks love the Bears. Love the Bears. Oh, they finally figured out how to use Justin Fields. They find, oh, look at how good their defense is. And, oh, they're a great coach, and I think he's a pretty decent coach and doing a decent job. They're, they're playing a good team this week. So you're getting a discount on the line here. This line should be a double-digit line. They're playing at Dallas. They're only Dallas favored by nine. They're going to win by two touchdowns easily. Give me Dallas minus nine, crushing the Bears. What's going to happen when Micah Parsons gets all up in Justin Fields' ass? You think he's just going to run? You think he's just going to run for it? Give me a break. Give me a break. Give me the Cowboys minus minus nine over the the Chicago Bears. That really makes me feel better because I was going to almost take the Cowboys in the suicide pool, and now I have to. I love the Bears. <laughs> I mean, I, lo- I love, uh, I love the Cowboys. Last one for me. Peter, I usually end this segment usually by saying what? Fishy! Fishy! <laughs> Can you tell me why? Probably. The Tennessee Titans are only favored by two at Houston? At Houston? <sighs> Houston, we have a problem. What's Vegas doing? Is Houston going to be a problem what for the Vegas Mike Vrabel at Tennessee Titans? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Fishy. Give me the Texans plus two wow. at home against the Titans. I, listen, 
you this is not unusual for you, but that's a ballsy bet. I, I think that's a ballsy bet, man, because Houston's not great. Yeah, Houston's not great. So if you win that one, I'll give you some credit. All right, so in college, I have uh, Syracuse minus two and a half over the fightless Irish. And I got I love this game. I got California plus 17 over Oregon. Love it. I love like it. that one, too. Actually. Love it, love it, love it. And the NFL, I got Detroit plus four over Miami. And the Dallas Cowboys minus nine. They're going to win by double digits easily. We're talking two, two touchdowns plus over the Chicago Bears. I got the Florida Gators plus 22 and a half versus Georgia. Auburn plus three and a half versus Arkansas. The Arizona Cardinals plus three and a half at the Vikings. And the Houston Texans plus two. That's right. The Houston Texans Ooh. plus two. Versus the Tennessee Titans. Unbelievable. I like those. I like those a lot. We'll see what happens, and uh, hopefully I get back on track. I've, i i got to be honest with you. Let, let's be real. I've gotten a little unlucky this year. With a number of it's games, fair. I've gotten unlucky. Fair. That's the way it goes. I, I'm not saying anything about that. That's the way it goes with gambling sometimes. But I've gotten unlucky. I've been on the right side of the information but lost the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell you why a team is going to win or cover, <laughs> and it actually goes that way, but then some weird shit happens and they don't. So, But that's the way it goes. Hey, real quick, we got a couple things just to get to. Um, I just wanted to mention that the NBA has started, and, and there, it's not like there's been so many major surprises. Um, you know, Portland's off to a really good start, so that's kind of interesting. Brooklyn's still weird, so who knows about that. Philly still looks like Philly and Milwaukee and Boston still look like the teams to beat. Miami's in there too in the East. Golden State looks pretty good. Phoenix is still there. Denver looks really good. And keep your eyes on Minnesota and uh, Memphis with young fellows on their team. But what's interesting to me, and I just, I just you know roll my hands as I watch this happen. The Lakers have started off 0 and 4. And it's not an 0-4 of like 9998 or as I've had some bad luck with my bets. They're getting shit on on a daily basis. And this is a team that I, I'd be shocked if they even make the playoffs, which is unbelievable to say with a LeBron James-led team. He still plays pretty darn good. I don't know that he's the player he was. I don't think he is. But he still plays pretty well, still sometimes can put in 30, although he only scored 19 last night. But he had 19 with eight assists and nine rebounds and two block shots. Like, he's still what he is. The rest of the team stinks. And here's what I will tell you. Anthony Davis is just window dressing, dude. He, I know. His points mean nothing. It's it, they're, they're no different than... I can't even like compare it to somebody like when he scores, it doesn't, he went 20 and 14 last night. It doesn't matter. It means nothing. It has no effect on wins and losses at all. Um, This is a, this is like, this looks like a bad basketball team right now. And they have nobody that can shoot. They shoot 24%. (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. This is worse than high school teams, dude. I'm being deadly serious when I say this, they're worse than high school teams shooting the three pointer. They should, they they're shooting right now. 24% from three. It's that's just insane. It's like unprofessional. That's, that's a pretty big fall from grace for Anthony Davis, man. I, I, oh, dude, but is it really? Like when when he was with um, who the hell did he play for? New Orleans, right? Pelicans. They stunk. Yeah. He's never been the guy to elevate his team to make them better. He's a he's a good yeah. second fiddle, but even that. What is their record? What is James how have, yeah? How have they done? When he's been with the Lakers, they won it one year in the bubble, which nobody even count. People, most people don't no. even count. 
The rest of the time he's been there, he's either not on the floor or he's window dressing, man. He doesn't make a difference. And he's always banged up. He's already banged up with a bad back this year. The Lakers are 0-4. I love it. I personally love it. And now they traded away all their picks to bring guys in for the next, like, four years. They have no picks for four years. So all those people that say, picks don't mean anything. Picks don't mean anything. They mean anything now? Do they mean anything now? Because you can't trade anybody. You can't get rid of anybody. And you can't give away picks to bring in players. So now you're stuck. This is your team now. Good luck. Now we're waiting, near, are we waiting for Bronny James to come and be and be a pro and that's going to make the difference? Like, okay. My New York Knicks playing pretty well early as well. They, they haven't played really anybody, but they're playing all right. That's all right. You take it. You take it where you can get it. No, I just wanted. To, I just wanted to throw that out there and say, hey, the NBA started. Um, if anything interesting happened, we don't cover the NBA a lot. Sometimes the storylines are more interesting than the games themselves in a regular season. And if anything comes up like that, we'll we'll certainly talk about it. But um, yeah, that's where we're at with that. Let's talk some baseball before we get the fuck out of here, right? Yankee season is over after it's a disappointing over. sweep by the Astros. Um, they were definitely Astros were definitely the better team. Um, hate to say it, but the Yankees were on fumes. They barely beat the Guardians the series before that. Um, a lot of questions, obviously, going into the winter. The first one and the most important one, not only for the Yankees but around baseball, is what do you do with Aaron Judge? Who's going to outbid them? Well, how, how many years? How much money per year? Anthony Rizzo has an opt-out. I think he's going to opt-out. I think he comes back. I think he likes playing here. I think he'll just get a little bit more money. He had a good year. Um, Jamison Tyone, free agent. I would probably let him go. Um, the bullpen. Uh, you're losing Chapman and Britton. Good riddance to both. Thanks for your service. Goodbye. Uh, they need to revamp that a little bit. Need some lefty arms. But other than that, I think they, they're pretty good. They just were you know, on fumes at the end. Yeah. Uh, potential trades. Uh, IKF, John, John, uh, Josh Donaldson, and um, Akeem Nix. Um, Aaron Hicks, goodbye. You got to get rid of these guys. Uh, IKF is was supposed to be a plus defender. He, he got the yips. He was, wasn't even playing in the playoffs down the stretch. Donaldson's a clown. We obviously screwed that trade up. And then um, Aaron Hicks, you know, we've been saying it all summer. Just yeah. See ya. Um, but now here's the other thing, dude, and I'll let you jump in. I, I don't trust Cashman to make these decisions. I, he, he was he was horrible in the trade deadline. Um, it, it was announced him and Boone are both back. Um, Boone, I don't much have, I don't have that much of a problem with. Although he's kind of, you know, I don't know how many decisions he actually makes, or it's the team. Okay, um, so this the, is the, where the, I jump the in. Analytical team. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I don't know, man. Go ahead. This is where I jump in because all those things you talk about are right. Let me start off with saying you can't give – this is not going to sit well with a lot of Yankee fans, but you cannot give Aaron Judge a 10-year contract. He's 31 years old, folks. He's not 24. He's 31 years old. You can't give him a contract for $500 million and you're paying him $50 million when he's 41 years old. You just can't do it. So if that's what he's insisting on and everything I read is that San Francisco has flat out said we will not be outbid. So whatever the Yankees are going to offer him, San Francisco has already said, I don't, we don't care what it is. We're going to offer him more. And if he's going to take – so in, when I hear that, I just say, I'm going to offer him six years, uh, average it out to $40 million a year, take it or leave it, dude. You want to go play for the San Francisco Giants and be mediocre for the rest of your career? You go right ahead. Yep. Uh, you can, you I can, agree. You can go the route of Robinson Cano if you want and take care. We appreciate everything you've done, but we just can't match that. I'm sorry it's not worth it. Six years at $40 million is a lot. I personally wouldn't even give him that. 
Um, because let's be honest, he's had two. He's been basically with the Yankees six full seasons at the major league level. He's had two amazing seasons: sixty-two home runs, fifty-five home runs. The other two, se- other four seasons were nice. Well, the other three, because one was only sixty games. The okay, other three were but nice, they were yeah. nice. They weren't yeah. amazing. Okay, and I like him, so I want him to stay. Don't take this the wrong way. I want Aaron Judge to be a Yankee. Don't. But there has to be limits. It's not even just limits. You have to be smart. This is not even the most um, the most expensive payroll in baseball anymore. They have about the seventh highest payroll in baseball now. So we don't just assume, well, they spend more than anybody. Not true. They're not even in the top five. Um, with that said, there are limits, okay? <laughs> even the Yankees have limits. Yeah. And I, I would cap this off somewhere significantly lower than what he's probably going to insist on. So, and that's going to rub some people the wrong, wrong way. Um, but I'm not giving a 10-year contract to a guy who's 31 years old. I Second agree. thing, I have come to the conclusion now that if you're a team that relies on analytics, you should never hire. You should never fire a head coach again. The only person that should get fired is the GM. Mm-hmm. Uh, GMs are the ones who bring in the players. I don't think Aaron Boone had any say in any players that were brought in or, for that matter, the ones that got shipped out. Uh, and managers don't really have say if what we're saying is they make these decisions based on numbers and analytics they don't really have they're not really making decisions on what to do in game so if they're not doing it in game you can't blame them and if they're not picking the players you can't blame them and the only one that you can blame is the fucking gm now brian cashman's been there for a long time and i like him i think he's good but i liked him better when he was a baseball guy not a friggin' accountant yeah okay so if he's gonna stick around I, what i want to hear is we can use analytics but it's not going to be the driving force on every decision we make. Can we get some baseball players? Can we go back to getting baseball players? I don't know how uh, Brocious would have worked out in analytics. I don't know how Cecil Fielder would have worked out in analytics. Okay, I don't even know how Paul O'Neill would have worked out in analytics. What I know is these were guys that helped us win championships. So if you want to fire anybody, the guy who should get fired is Cashman. Because Aaron Boone just basically looks at a laptop and that's the decision that's made. I don't think I don't think managers should be fired anymore. Never. Because what decisions are they really making? The starting lineup of who's playing infield? Who gives a shit? Like that matters? Give me a break. <laughs> so, I don't want to hear this Aaron Boone's got to go. For what? He's not making decisions. Some Google geek in in, in a box in the in the, in the uh, upstairs box is making decisions on what to do. So get out of here. Even the lineup. The lineup isn't even decided by the coach. Google geek. I like that. So that's what I got to say about that. All right. So b- besides that now, we have um, Phillies and Astros in the World Series. Real quick, let's get to it. What's your prediction for this? What do you see happening? Astros and Astros and six. Hard not to go with the Astros, but maybe, you know, you got to – it's always fun to kind of back the team of destiny. If there was no extended playoffs, Phillies wouldn't be here. And um, let's not forget that the beginning of the season, they were an utter disaster. They fired Joe Girardi about a month into the season. Um, there was never any part in the season where they had kind of, and I know this because I'm just down here and I hear him on the radio a lot, especially the talk. There was never any part in the season when they really had all their all their pieces moving in the right direction at the same time. Sometimes Schwarber was doing good. Sometimes Nola was pitching well. Sometimes, but never all at the same time. Except right as the playoffs started, and then, or like really like a week before the playoffs started and, and since. So maybe there is a little something to Team of Destiny. So I'll pick the Astros, but I'll be rooting for the Phillies, which is hard for me to say because I don't really love any of the Phillies team, Philly, you know, Philadelphia teams down here. But I'll be rooting Phillies hard. And 
I don't know. I don't know anybody outside of Houston that actually likes the Astros because they're kind of a bunch of dicks anyway with the whole team yes, and that kind of stuff. So, all right, let's go Phillies. Eighty-five in the book. Who you got? I got four. I got four for you, my friend. Number four, three-time All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler, a man with many personalities. Ex-Bengal wide receiver Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson. Number three, three-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler, two thousands All-Decade, future Charger Hall of Fame tight end Antonio Gates. Number two, two-time Super Bowl champ, two-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team AFL, six-time AFL All-Star, Hall of Famer, and he was one of the best on Inside the NFL, show in the 90s on HBO, Hall of Fame Patriot and Dolphin linebacker Nick Bonacani. Oh, yeah. And number one, five-time All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler, two-time Sacks leader, 1970s All-Decade, great name for a football player, college and NFL Hall of Fame Rams defensive end Jack Youngblood. Oh, yes. Very good. I just have like a public service announcement today, a little PSA. Um, I don't know. Do you ever play like the lottery or anything like that? You ever buy a lottery I do scratch offs. I don't really allow like a, like a lotto ticket guy. No? All right. Well, this might be the weekend that you want to do it. Okay. Uh, Powerball. Second, I believe as of this moment, it's the second largest jackpot, Powerball jackpot in history. Wow. Saturday night, $800 million. Um, $2 per ticket. I'm thinking maybe I'm going to drop 10 bucks, get five tickets, throw my name in the hat. There you go. What do you think? What's, what, what is this called? Powerball. Powerball. Power so you got to get, get like, what? You got to get five numbers plus the Powerball number? I might make a stop. Yeah, why not, right? You get you get $10 worth of tickets. They're two bucks each. So you get five tickets and you got a shot. It gives you something gives you more, more something else to pay attention to inside. When you get 800 uh, million. Who knows what it'll be by Saturday? Maybe it'll be even oof. over 800 million. That's the projected number. Yeah, what, what golf course would you want to buy with that, my friend? I'm trying to think uh, of what team I want to buy. Ugh. The way prices are now, I might be able to. Uh, well, the way you get the way you the way you get called now with a little wind, you might want to go south. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. <laughs> you know what I would rather buy? I'd rather buy like a minor league baseball team like down in Florida. That's not a bad call. It's not a bad idea. Want in? I'll make you the general. Yeah, I'll make you the general manager. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, I'll make Catherine weep. 150 grand a year. You got the job. <laughs> For Scott Brady. <laughs> For Scott Brady. <laughs> it's a minor league team. Come on. <laughs> For Scott Bracey, I'm Pete Colasano. You've been listening to Bump and Run. And after I get my 800 million on Saturday, we'll see you next week. Later. Yeah. Yeah.